What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, DJ Hamilton, here at the DJ Sports Show. Just as a disclaimer, that we record this radio episode on WRCR on Saturday, December 16th, early on in the afternoon, so we didn't account for the Saturday games, just to let you guys know. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys enjoy the show. Plug your headphones in, and I hope you enjoy. Let's do it. Take Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, DJ Hamilton, here at the DJ Sports Show on WRCR 700 AM Radio. Here with my main man, Will, the audio engineer across from me. How you doing? And I have a special guest for you guys here today, someone I've known since the eighth grade and co-host of the Shed Talk, my boy, Brady DiStefano. What's going on, everyone? Thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, how you doing today, Brady? I'm good, DJ. How are you? It's, it's your first radio appearance, huh? First radio appearance. Very excited. <laughs> Thank Very you excited? for uh, having me on. You having a little nervous? A little bit, but we'll get there. Hey, we'll get there. So today on today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about our NBA Christmas Day matchups, dabble, dabble into each game a little bit, give our little thoughts, and talk about our top five NBA MVP candidates as we're, as we're approaching the quarter mark of the season. So first, we're going to talk about the Bucks versus Knicks, which is the first game on the Christmas Day slate. So the Bucks right now are currently second in the East, and the Knicks, they had a great game last night. Jalen Brunson had 50 points, and the Knicks right now are top seven seed in the Eastern Conference. So first, we're going to get in the Bucks versus Knicks. Brady, what's your prediction so far for the Bucks and Knicks? So for the Bucks and Knicks matchup, as you said, Jalen Brunson had a crazy game last night, 50 points, 9-9 from threes. Um, franchise record for uh, that stat. Um, but going to this game, my prediction to win it would be the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks. I think the loss of Mitchell Robinson really hurts the Knicks. Um, and also I think Giannis can take advantage of that in the paint and p- potentially have a really good game at the Garden on Christmas Day. Yeah, I think, uh, so Giannis is coming off career high. He had 64 points the other day against the Indiana Pacers in a 140-126 victory, which set a new Bucks franchise record. And you know, he became the fifth player in NBA history to score 60-plus points on 70-plus field goal percentage. The other players to do that are Damian Lillard, his teammate, Karl Malone, and David Thompson. And he did it without shooting any threes. Like, he was just attacking the rim and hitting free throws. And his free throws were looking good in that game. And, you know, Giannis has been, you know, he's been hit or miss with his free throws throughout the course of his career. He's averaging a career-high 32 points per game. And I'm basing my stats off throughout the show. 
after Thursday's game. So I know last night's games happened, but I'm basing after Thursday's games. So he's having a career high 32 points per game, which is third in the league right now. He's first in total points, 737, and has a PER of 30.5. He's fifth in win shares and seventh in box plus minus. The Bucks do not play a lot of zone. They mostly play man coverage. And they have kind of struggled this year defensively, which I anticipated when they traded away Drew Holiday. Definitely. Who's considered the best perimeter guard defender in the league. You'd probably say him or Derek White. Lou Dort. Lou Dort, too. Hey. Gotta mention my Thunder up. Thunder up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll say those three are the best perimeter guards in the league. And two of them are on the Celtics. So I know that was going to hurt them. I know they got Lillard. But Lillard, yeah, Lillard's having a solid season. 24.8 points per game. And he's shooting... uh, He's kind of, he's, his efficiency is kind of down. He's 41% from the field. He's shooting 34% from three. Last year, he shot 46% from the field and 37% from three. I know his efficiency is down. He's still trying to get acclimated and used to the Bucks system. For sure. And they also have a new coach, Adrian Griffin. They Definitely. don't have Mike Budenholzer there anymore. And, you know, Giannis, I know he's, he exerts a lot of energy now. Like, he's playing more minutes, the most minutes of his career, 35 minutes per game. And I know that's why he's not... Like, his, his defensive stats are still solid. He's averaging 1.5 steals per game and 1.3 blocks per game. But he's, his defensive advanced numbers haven't been as up to par as they were in years past, especially when he won Defense Player of the Year and all the def- all defensive teams he's made, even though he still might make it. 100%. I also think that uh, has to do with him just trying to be, uh, you know, using a lot more energy on the defensive side when Daddy doesn't have Drew Holiday anymore. Um, but I know you mentioned Damian Lillard hasn't his numbers haven't been up to par. Um, what has been up to par with him is his clutch stats. Yeah. Uh, he's been unbelievable in the clutch in his fourth quarter stats. I think believe uh, have been the best of his career so far, and he's known as a clutch player. Yeah, hey, they call him. They don't call him Dame Time for no reason. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> so prior to last night's game, I took a note that the Knicks were one in three in their last four games, where they they allowed the Bucks, Celtics, and Raptors, their opponents, and Jazz to average 131 and a half points in that span. And there's some keys I have to each team, which team, how they could help win in the Christmas Day game. For the Bucks, frustrate Randall. Make him go right. You know, Randall, he's a bully ball. He likes to bully down low. Not much of a three-point shooter, but he loves to go left. That's, he you loves can always it. predict that. Go left. He's going left. Force him right. He doesn't like to use his right hand. Not the next at all. Key, next key I have for the Bucks is contain Brunson. He's went off for a 50-ball last night, man. Against the Phoenix Suns. And he can easily go for a 50-ball again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he's, and he's playing at, and they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have that energy. It's Christmas Day, the holiday spirit. He's going to be amped up. Mm-hmm. He's going to be amped up. Limit turnovers. The Bucks averaged over 21 turnovers per game. They, they got limit turnovers. They, they turn the ball over way too much. And I, I, w- I would expect better, especially with Giannis and Lillard handling the ball. But that was a kind of surprising stat to me to see that when I looked that up and did some research. Uh, next key for the Bucks: punish the paint. Giannis, Brooke Lopez... Bob no, Portis. No Mitch Robinson. Yep, he's, he's out. So punish the paint. Get inside the paint. Don't settle for threes. Do we have to do? And then I'll say uh, speed up the pace. Uh, Bucks are top six in pace. Wow. Yeah. I was I was kind of surprised to see that because they're, they're not a young team. They aren't. Yeah, they're not a young team. Everybody on that team is basically veterans. Mm. So that was surprising to me. And then uh, for the Knicks, I have exposed Lillard defensively. Get him on switches. Hey, Munson, Julius Randle, do that pick and roll you guys do. Get get Lillard on that switch. I know Giannis is probably going to be guarding Randall because he's a power forward. So get Lillard on that switch. Post Randall up. Randall, do what you got to do. Do your dirty work. Put back to the basket. Face up. Lillard's not known for being a defender. So make him work. Get him tired. And exert energy defensively. So offensively, he could hopefully have an off game. Next key for the Knicks, make Giannis earn his points. You don't want him going for 64 like he did against the Pacers. Knicks, of course, are a better defensive team than the Pacers. 
but you don't want him getting easy trips to the you know, in the paint or to the foul line. Make Not him earn his point. Make him shoot jumpers, mm-hmm. which is easier said than done. Exactly. And then you have to hit threes. Knicks, uh, they kind of struggle hitting threes at times. Randall's not a good three-point shooter. They're, their best three-point shooters, you know, Brunson can hit threes. He, he hit like seven last night, right? Seven, nine. Seven, nine. Nine wow, and nine. Nine. Wow. Yeah. I remember earlier in the season, I saw him in the game. I forgot who he played against, but he had eight three-pointers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, R.J. Barrett, he's he's hitting three pointers at like thirty five percent from the yeah. field. Shout three. out R.J. He's having he's having a good season this yeah. year. Yeah, he is for then, uh, for the next two getting that you know title contending you know name genre. Uh, R.J. Barrett definitely has to step up, and he has taken a progression this season. But yeah. you know we'll get into that in a different uh, a different radio show. But just yeah. I do think the Knicks have to make a move, and I would love to talk about yeah. it another time. But yeah, so who do you think wins that game? I got the Bucks. Bucks, yeah, I got right. the Bucks. So both both going with the Bucks in the, yeah. the first slate. So let's get the next game we have on Christmas Day. We got the Warriors and Nuggets. Oh, this is it's a lot of controversy in Golden State, man. Definitely. Um, so it, in my podcast, when I had my preseason predictions, I had the Warriors as the two seed, two seed in the West. Wow. Not not looking good right now. Um, <laughs> I expect to just you know the Warriors to be the Warriors. You know, Wiggins yep. to be better. You know, Kayvon Looney to be better. Draymond Green not to get suspended twice. Yeah. Not, not even suspended <laughs> yeah. this time. Basically expelled because he's indefinitely now. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in seeing that, especially the way Clay's been playing. Uh, I wish he was obviously the Clay we're used to seeing, especially because yeah. Curry's still so great at 35 years old. Yeah. I just, you know, in the end, I do see the Nuggets winning this game just because they're the Nuggets. They are the reigning champs. Uh, Jokic, two-time MVP, and you know they are they are at home. They're ten and one at home this season. Uh, they're gonna have a healthy roster. Jamal Murray's been you know hurt a decent amount this season. Gordon's been missing games. MPJ missed a couple games here and there, but you know Christmas Day they should have a full healthy roster. They're at home, as I said, ten and one. So I do see the Nuggets winning this game. Uh, hey, I agree with Brady. So Draymond Green is suspended indefinitely by the NBA. If those of you who don't know. After hitting Sun Center Jusoff Nurkic in what was a flagrant two foul in their 119-116 loss on Tuesday. The Warriors there are already small and vulnerable defensively as is, and losing Green will only show even more, especially when you're going against Nikola Jokic, who's considered by most pundits the best player in the NBA. And the Nuggets as well. They're a great role on the team. The Warriors struggle to force turnovers, and Clay and Wiggins have struggled massively this season. Clay's averaging career lows in three-point percentage. He's averaging career low as well in field goal percentage. And he's averaging his lowest points per game since his rookie year. He's averaging just like 15.4 points per game. The lowest since his rookie year, man. Wow. Like, like that's saying something. Andrew Wiggins has been even worse. He's posting career lows across the board and has been be- – he usually was just benched by Steve Kerr and the Warriors. Yeah, last game he was. Yeah. Like, this is the other day in the clutch. They had Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. When they needed a basket, they only had Steph Curry out there. That that, that spoke volumes. I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? There's just a lot going on in Golden State. Like, Steph has been Steph. But to exert so much energy, especially now, he's he's had a different stage of his career. He's still great, don't get me wrong, but he's third, he's gonna be thirty six in March. Like he's not twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty like peak prime anymore. Like he can't exert all that energy. You're gonna want to save him towards the end of the season, but he can't even do that right now because they're so below in the standings. Yeah, he has to pour all his, all his energy into uh, basically, well, I guess, meaning full games to them, but what should be meaningless games yep. right now. Yep. And it just said, I mean, like, could you could you argue that uh, Brandon Priminsky would? Could be the third, fourth best player on the current Warrior team. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Never. You say you did a preseason power rings. I did too. I did a two parter. I did thirty to sixteen and fifteen to one. I had the Warriors top fifteen in the yeah. NBA at least. I had them top. I think I had them in my top ten. I didn't expect this. 
Not I, at I, all. I didn't see this type of misery happen. It's, Not it's at been all. a fiasco. Just like the Knicks, I think the Warriors are desperate in need of a trade. Um, I mentioned a few times uh, to other teams. I would love him to the Thunder. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, you know, I think this player can have a help on multiple teams. The team's not good. Uh, Utah Jazz forward Laurie Markkinen. I think he can help uh, teams like, you know, the Warriors get over the edge, Thunder get over the edge. So it's going to be interesting, you know, when the trade deadline rolls around, or even sooner than that, if the Warriors need to, to uh, make moves for a star player. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. So some of my keys to winning games for each team – Nuggets contain Steph. I mean, that's what we really have to do at this point. The way the team's been looking. Next is push to punish the Warriors inside. They have no size. I know Looney's a big stocky guy, but he's 6'8". Outside of him, they don't have nobody. P- punish them. Punish them. Next is value possessions. Nuggets, they're, they have been taking care of the ball better this season. But uh, that's, that's make sure you take care of the ball. I don't do no silly turnovers because then if the Warriors get hot from three, then they have you're going to give them some life. For the Warriors, Steph has to have a supernova game. We need one of those Steph classics for them to have a chance right. to beat the Nuggets. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, we, we could use it. Next is uh, Clay refines his magic. If he could have one of those Clay classic games, vintage Clay, that they'll give them a chance, especially if Steph goes off as yeah. well. Dude, the other night he had a very good game. Yeah, other day, yep. Even though they still lost, but mm-hmm. if he can do that more consistently, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Next is uh, the young players for the Warriors to step up. Kaminga, Moody. Uh, Brandon Podozemski, how you say his name, yep. They can step up. That'll give them another chance as well. And then last key I have for the Warriors is get hot from three. Because you don't have the size to punish down low, so you're going to have to do it from the outside. Early, too. Yeah, early, too. Get the Nuggets, get them worrying. Get the crowd worrying, like, oh, no, wait, we're really going to lose to the Warriors? Yeah, so those are my keys for the Nuggets and Warriors. And I have, we both have the Nuggets winning. Yep, so I think we're both, uh, we have the Bucks and we have the Nuggets winning. So yeah. we've got the two same games. The third game, 5 o'clock. We have the old classic rivalry, man. Love it. Celtics-Lakers, man. Tell me what you're thinking, man. Celtics are really good. Yeah. So, and back to the East for my preseason uh, rankings, I had the Celtics as the one seed, Bucks as the two. Uh, Celtics are just so good, and, you know, they're showing it. Like, they they have so many pieces. As you just said, Drew Holiday and Derek White, the best, two of the best three on-ball perimeter defenders, and they're on the same team. And it's just helping. It's helping everyone. Kristaps Porzingis, you know, who was phenomenal in the Wizards last season, uh, is just playing great, even though he's been hurt a little bit this season. Uh, Jason Tatum, obviously, averaging 28 and 8, or 26 and 8, excuse me. Um, but they are just such a well-rounded team. And I see them going into, you know, L.A. and taking out the W. But, you know, not, not, it's not that like, the Lakers are a bad team. The Lakers, you know, start off a little bit slow on the slower side, but they've gotten progressively better. Um, they had a bad loss last night against the Spurs. But, yeah. It's funny how they lose to the Spurs when I bet on the Lakers to win. I'm like, yo, fan do sportsbook? Yo, every time, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get it. I, someone always messes me up. I'm like, watch, I, bro, when I literally betted on the fan do sports, I'm like, Spurs, thank me later. I swear, every time, bro. It happens, it happens. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watch. I'm gonna end the snap, I'm end the losing streak for them, and it happened. I'm yeah. like, of course, of course. <laughs> At Lakers money line, man. I was like, man, of course you Lakers lose. I didn't even know AD was gonna be out, man. Yeah, he was out last. Yeah, night, I didn't yeah. get no update on my phone. I usually always get alerts. They didn't even tell me. Yeah, yeah, because LeBron was out two games ago when they played the yeah. Spurs. AD sat out last night. Yeah, we saw that classic AD and Wembyama duel. That mm-hmm. was something. That mm-hmm. was something. And the picture with LeBron shooting over Wemby last night. Yeah, that was. Hey, that's gonna be a picture hanging out in NBA the Basketball Hall of Fame. Especially Wemby becomes a all time great. Yeah, For sure. So yeah, it's the greatest rivalry in, probably in all of team sports. Celtics Lakers been go back to the beginning of the NBA basically. So this is the 299th meeting between these two teams. I looked it up. 
And then it's the third on Christmas Day. The Lakers are two and one. Yeah, so Celtics will win. That'll tie up. Gotta be, right? gotta be two and two. Soon. Two and two. <laughs> <laughs> so the Lakers, they're coming off winning the in-season tournament. AD had a monster 40-20 game, along with five assists and four blocks. And he's basically been carrying that momentum. Before he was out uh, yesterday, his last few games against the Spurs, 37-10-1. and one. Against the Dallas Mavericks, 37-11. Against the Pacers, 41-20-5. Even against the Pelicans, he had 16 points, but he had 15 rebounds as well with five assists. And then Phoenix Suns, 27-15. There's OKC against the OKC on the number 30 at 31-14. Like, he's been, he's been a monster lately. He's averaging around 24 points per game, 12.5 rebounds, and three assists per game. Mm. And he's one of the top two shot-blocking leaders, top three in the league. He could, if he continues to play on this pace, he might win the defensive player of the year. Especially with the Lakers playing the way they're playing. If he keeps on this pace. For sure. And, you know, at the Lakers, as you just said, they keep playing at this pace. They keep getting better and better. He can work his way into the MVP conversation as well. Yep. You know, I, was, I, you know, I thought when he first came to the league, because he came in 2012. 2012. I, I remember watching him. I'm like, man, AD, I think this guy's going to be a, a GOAT. And then injuries kind of, and then the team. But I thought he would have MVP right now, by now in his career. And then defense player of the year. So, that's testament to how much talent there is in the league, but also injuries kind of. Yeah, hurt him a little bit. Definitely played a part. I mean, even you know, you just the tear he just is is on right now. Even last season when LeBron went down, he carried the Lakers. Yeah, he was on a tear, averaging like thirty five and fifteen for like yeah. a good fifteen game stretch. And in the playoffs, he was great last year as well. Very good. So LeBron in year twenty one, I have the stats before last night's game, but I'm just gonna uh, round them around. So he's averaging over twenty five a game. He's giving you over seven and a half boards per game. He's giving you over six and a half assists per game. One and a half steals. Shooting 55% from the field, highest since his Miami days. I was like, man, I was looking at basketball reference. I'm like, yo, LeBron is shooting the highest field percentage since his prime. Miami days are considered his best peak years, bro. Like, that's correct. And he's shooting 40, over 40% from three, highest since his Miami days. They're 39 years old? Bro, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it. Does not look it does like not it look like it. And he has a true shooting percentage of 64. And he's, of course, a plus player on the court. So... And the Celtics, they rank 7th in points per game. They are one of the top scoring teams in the league. They have a point differential of plus 8.4, third in rebounds, and and they're also third in points allowed. Tatum, his score might be down a little bit this year, but he's still as effective. He's even more efficient in the mid-range. This is most efficient uh, from 10 to 16 feet, 48% of his career. Like he's, This is t- Tatum, he's taking less threes. He's operating more in the post. He got stronger. If you saw his workout videos in the offseason, he was bro, he was getting to it. He's gotten stronger every single year. Every single year. And, and that just shows you how much Tatum has grown as a player as well. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's not looking to score that much. He's, yeah. He knows he has a great team around him. He knows he has to become more of a, a little bit of more of a facilitator. And he gets his team involved. And, you know, that's why they are, you know, number one seed in the NBA right now at 19-5. Yep. And, and Porzingis, I remember when I did my rankings, I had the Celtics number one. And they've been showing it. And they're number one in the East right now. Porzingis has been more effective and impactful than I anticipated. And Brown, he's still... Like, his numbers might be down, which I anticipated with Drew Holiday, the acquisition of him. And Porzingis is going to need touches as well. Because Porzingis is giving you like 19, over 19 points per game. So I knew that was going to go down a little bit. But he's still been pretty efficient as well and affecting the team. Even though he got paid the highest contract in NBA history yeah. as of right now. Which, yeah, which yeah. is a little bit crazy. I was kind yeah. of uh, eh about the contract. And also, the, the even more, like, the growth of... Uh Offensively, Derek White. Yeah, I was about to say he's having a career year, man. Career highs in points, field goal percentage, rebounds, and assists. Like, I, what, what a great player. Yeah, when he, hey, the Celtics, they got a steal when they got him from the Spurs, bro. Josh Richardson. Hey, <laughs> Josh Richardson. Remember he was on the Celtics? Oh, he was not himself. Yeah, he was not himself. 
But uh, yeah, and then dangerous backcourt defensively in White and Drew Holiday. I think it's going to make life hard for Austin Reeves and Russell. But uh, some of my keys to winning for each team before we take a break. So Celtics, I got them pressuring the ball. They pressure the ball, pressure the guards, pressure LeBron, make him work. I know it's easier said than done, but make him work. He's a little bit older. Make him exert more energy. Get tired. And also, push him on the defensive end as well. Don't let him rest. Move around. Cut cut, cut to the paint. All that stuff. Next is crash the glass. And then try, try to slow down LeBron and AD. Try to slow down LeBron and AD. For the Lakers, the keys to winning, I have get LeBron on mismatches and AD. I mean, AD... And Porzingis, I know Porzingis is probably the only guy in Al Horford who can match up with AD. But I feel like AD is a little bit quicker than both of them, especially when he's playing at his apex. So I think get him a little mismatches and get like Drew Holiday on him and switches and Derek White. He's bigger than them. Same with LeBron. LeBron is basically a mismatch against anybody. He is. Basically a mismatch against anybody you could name. So uh, ball movement too for the Lakers. Move the ball. Don't be stagnant. Like move it. Move the ball. I know LeBron's going to do that. He's going to attack the rim, find open shooters, find Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish has been shooting the ball better lately. He's getting his confidence up. He's been very good defensively. Yeah, he's been getting his confidence. LeBron has really been helping him. So I love that. And then just the others, like I said, hitting shots. Like others, such as Reddish, Russell, uh, Reeves, all their role players, Hachimura. They do that, they'll, they'll win this game. It's gonna. I think this is going to be one of the better games on Christmas Day. I definitely agree yeah. with that. So are you on the Flakers? Yeah, I think it's going to be more competitive. Like I feel, I feel like the Bucks and Knicks is going to be more of a physical game, brutal. Probably won't be as high scoring, but it's going to be one of those '90s old style physical games. And you're saying the Lakers and Celtics are going to go back and forth with each other, shot yeah. for shot. Yeah, and the Nuggets, Nuggets game, I feel like Jokic going to go for a triple double. It's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm trying to choose Celtics or Lakers. I'm, I'm going to go, man. You said Celtics. I said Celtics. I'm going to go Lakers. I'm not going to go against All LeBron. Right. LeBron, right. LeBron knows when to perform on the big stage. He does. He knows when to perform. It's going to be a great game. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick little break. Coming back from the break, we're going to talk about the other two Christmas Day matchups and get into our MVP candidates. Listen to the DJ Sports Show on WRCR 1700 AM radio, and we'll be right back. Like the, the gold figure Some they said they might never fit More figures, more hating More commas, more hating Problems No matter how much I try No matter how much I try Can't lie to you I can't lie to you uh, No matter how many times I No matter how many rhymes I But got it From the back block, poster like a backdrop. Racks to the riches, got rich and bought the rack top. Lot of homies died here. Look at what the grind did. Put me in the same shoes, still do a shine, bitch. 
Regis Mobile, Mo' Riches, they don't want no brokers, but don't call them gold diggers, I don't know, I don't know, why I ain't get the picture, why Cosby slipped up, why them both when they said they said why easy I ain't have the magic, why A I never want a trip, why God took Max... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host DJ Hamilton of DJ Sports Show here on WRCR 1700 AM Radio with my main man Brady Stefano with me. What's going on, guys? <laughs> and we're going to get into the other two Christmas Day matches real quick. So next is Sixers and Heat, and B is having a career year, and he's showing why he's the reigning league MVP, career highs in points. He's also having a career high in PER and assists, and he's first in free throws made and free throw attempts. He's leading the league in scoring for the third consecutive year of 30-plus points per game, man. Tyrese Maxey is also taking the jump this season in production. He's averaging career best in points. His points went up from 20 to 26 this year. His rebounds 2.9 last year to 4.1. Assists 3.5 to 6.8. And he's shooting 46% from the field and 39% from three. And then the Heat, they start off the season slow. They were 1-4 to start off. And that's, you know, they have since gone 13-7. And, and that's without former sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, who's been out. Good chunk of the season due to an ankle injury he sustained against the Grizzlies on, on November 8th. And then Butler, early on, he did miss a few games as well. And then Bam, he ha- he's having an all-NBA-type season. I know the all-NBA, they're going to be different this year. It's positionless now. So that's going to be interesting to see at the end of the season. But he's out with a hip injury right now. And, but is expected to be back by the end of the month. So I don't know if he's going to play Christmas Day. So that's going to definitely affect my uh, voting, who I'm going to vote for for this game. Definitely. And Heat rookie, Hame ha- Haquez. How you say it? Haquez? How you say yeah, his name? Yeah, uh, Hame Haquez. Haquez. Yeah, from UCLA, man. He, he's been a key contributor mm. to the rotation. He's been really good. He's averaging 13 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.8 assists, shooting 51% from the field. Mm. I know Spolstra and Riley are like, we got a gem. Yeah. We got a gem. The Heat are ninth in points allowed and always have that next man up mentality. They really do. And I feel like this is going to be a really physical game, too, like the Bucks and Knicks. And Duncan Robinson, top 15 in three-point percentage at 44%. So I got the Sixers in this game. The key, let him beat work. Miami likes to play slow and physical, so they have to push the tempo if they want to win this game. And let Maxie push the pace. Mm-hmm. Maxie's, bro, he is like a jet, bro. He is, he's like, you shoot him out of a rocket, that's him. He's so fast. For the Heat, don't let Embiid get easy trips to the foul line. He leads the league in trips to the free throw line. Don't let him get those easy free throws. Make him work for his points. Yeah, because he's a very good free throw shooter. Yeah, very, very, bro, he shoots almost 90% from the free throw line. Uh, pressure Maxi, make him a playmaker. Yeah, he's improved his playmaking, but he's primarily a scorer. So you want to make him a playmaker. Force the role players to create. Force Nicholas Batum to put it on the floor. Uh, Kelly Oubre, he's a role player. I mean, he can put it on the floor, mm-hmm. but make them create more. Make them not have to just do spot-ups shots, which is easier for them. Yeah, Tobias Harris. Yeah, Tobias Harris as well. Um, and then Bam going off. If Bam, if Bam it does play, Bam needs to go off. They're going to win because Embiid is a monster down low. He is. Yeah. Uh, so getting into this game, uh, as you said, the Heat started off a little bit slow. Sixers had a great start to the season. I believe 8-1 and one or 8-2 yeah. eight, eight to start. Embiid uh, just been a monster. Uh, so good this season as well as Maxi. Uh, but these are the games in the regular season. I feel like the Heat just, you know, they don't take with a grain of salt. They take these seriously um, yep. to show them that you know, they went to the finals, and they represent the East for a reason. Um, so, in this game, I do have the Heat winning. Uh, they are home. And, you know, obviously, if Bam and both Tyler Hero are both out, I'm going to switch my pick to the 76ers. Yeah. But if Bam is playing, uh, I think he's going to take this matchup seriously. I feel like he's really cemented himself as the third-best center in the league. Mm. Uh, he has... Over some bonus? So, yeah. I, I would definitely put him over Sabonis. I feel like Bam, you can win a championship with. I don't know if you can win a championship with Sabonis. Ooh, okay. um, it's a conversation for another time, though. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like Bam is just really good. Um, I feel like he is, you know, 
him, Al Horford, the type of players that could, you know, not yeah. stop him be, but can definitely slow him down. Um, again, if he's out, I'm going to go with the Sixers. But if hey, if he's playing, um, I'm going to stick with the Heat. Okay. And then uh, last game is Maverick Suns. Luka's having perhaps the best year of his career, man. 32, 32.3 points per game, 8.1 rebounds, 9.1 assists, shooting 48% from the field, a career best from three, 38%, from the free throw as well, 79%, and has a usage percentage of 35.2%. The Mavericks are top four in the West. I didn't predict that. I had them top 15 in the NBA, but I didn't see this coming. Kyrie and him have really been a dynamic duo. Hopefully Kyrie gets healthy soon. He's out with a right heel contusion, so I don't know. He's expected to be out indefinitely, so I doubt he's going to be there for the Christmas game. But uh, since December 1st, since he had his daughter, his first kid, Luka has averaged the following, 35.8 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, 12.5 assists per game, 1.5 steals per game, shooting 47% from the field per pro bowlers. He has been... And then Derek Lively, the rookie, has been a surprise. He's been the best pick-and-roll partner for Luka. I, I, that's why I said when I did my NBA mock draft, when I did the article, man, when I did a recap on the draft, I said Lively's going to be what the Mavs need. They needed size, they needed athleticism in the front court. They didn't really have that. He's a big body, seven foot one, long arms. He gives them a presence, and he's a great lob threat. He's actually leading the league in field goal percentage. Oh, yeah, I was about to say yeah. that, that. And the Mavs needed someone like that for so long. I mean, even you watch them last season, they, they had Dwight Powell at the center. Like, they couldn't grab yeah. a rebound. And Derek Lively has been nothing but amazing, nothing short of what the Mavs could have expected. Um, and even Lucas said it, how, you know, good and thankful, yeah. like how good he's been playing. And then uh, Tim Hardaway, man, he has been excellent as well. Averaging 17.7 points per game, 43% from the field, 39% from three. And XM hit a career high the other day, seven three-pointers. So quickly to say my uh, pick for this game. And then uh, Bradley Beal just got hurt again last night. Man. He did. I'm sorry. Ankle oh, injury. They, that, was, that was a nasty they, they one, too. They can't catch a break. They right. can't. So I'm going I'm to go to Suns. I think KD and Booker are going to get it done. Who's your really? Pick? You're going to go yeah. Suns? Wow. Yeah, go Suns. After you said the Beal injury, I was that was a yeah, switch up. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to Mavericks. Uh, I feel like Luka, just for whatever reason, has something against the Suns and the Clippers. He yeah. just loves that to Booker, dominate Luka them. That Booker-Luka rivalry is going to be something. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a, As you said, Luka's been playing insane. He's having a career-high assist this season. Yeah. Um, I, You know, another thing, even if Beal is back, listen, the Suns, this is hurting them right now. Obviously, they're hurt, but you can't just – you know, put three stars together and all of a sudden click. Yeah. They're going to need some games together. So even if Beal, you know, gets better within the week and he's good for Christmas Day, um, I just don't see them winning. Uh, even yesterday I had the Knicks. I told Derek, uh, my yeah. co-host of Shed Talk, I said, hey, I said, I think the Knicks are going to win tonight. I said, it's the second game of Beal, Booker, and KD. I said, you can't just click. Um, so for this game, Luca, one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to with the Mavericks. Yeah. Okay. So we, we had two different picks for the Celtics Lakers and then – uh. Sixers Heat as well, and then mm-hmm. this game as well. Yeah. Okay, the first the first two games we had the same pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like some like some adversity yeah. over yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into our MVP candidates now quickly, man. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to call about your thoughts on our picks and what you think of Christmas Day games, you can call eight four five four nine nine. One was it again, Will? Eight four five four nine nine seventeen hundred. Eight four five four two nine four two nine seventeen hundred four two nine seventeen hundred. So if you guys want to give your opinions, you can call in. So we're going to get into our MVP candidates quickly. Brady, you can start off. All right. So I just want to throw out a few honorable mentions because I don't want to disrespect these guys at all. I think so many guys can win MVP this season. Um, I love this type of season where there's so many good teams. There's so many good players really, you know, showcasing their talent. So I obviously want to throw out just a few. Uh, You got LeBron, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, KD, 
Darren Fox and Jason Tatum. I want to mention mm-hmm. those six before we get into our top five. And it's crazy when you mention those six and how good they are and how good of team uh, of season they are having and their teams are having, and they still like don't crack the top five. I feel like the top five should be pretty cemented, you know, in uh, everyone's list. So getting into that, I'll start mine with uh, Giannis at my number five. Oh, wow. uh, the Bucks are the two seed in the East. They're seventeen and seven. Uh, Giannis is averaging a career high in points, thirty-two points per, uh, per game, ten point eight rebounds, five assists. And he has a steal and block a game. Uh, as DJ mm-hmm. said earlier, he just had a 64-point game against the Pacers. Um, if you guys didn't see that, it's probably all over your social media feed with uh, regarding whether he got the game ball or the Pacers rookie yeah, got the game ball. Yeah, <laughs> um, But, yeah, uh, you know, he's having a monster season, uh, one of the best teams in the league. But I just think that uh, he's at five for me right now. Yeah, for number five for me, I got Thunder up. Save <laughs> Joe Alexander, man. The main engine behind the Thunder's rise to playoff contention, man. I, I was high in the Thunder coming to the season. I had them Me top too. 15 in my power rankings. I was like, they have a lot of talent. I am the third seed in the West, and everyone man. left. <laughs> Yo, I did not see this, bro. I thought I thought they were going to be good, but, man, he's a dangerous little scorer who's never sped up. Like, no one can speed him up. He's fourth in scoring with 31 a game, third in total points with 682, first in steals per game, 2.7, so he's no slouch defender, and in total steals as well with 60, third in PER, second in win shares, and I remember against that game against the Warriors in overtime in fourth quarter, he took the game down the stretch. That was a signature MVP moment. I want I know everybody's gonna say, Oh, we wanna see it in the playoffs, but he he's for real. He's for he real. He's for real. So who's your number four? Number four. Um I you know, I was debating this list for a while. Uh I just think you can I think the I think two through five you can kinda interchange depending yeah. on who you like what you value more. Uh number four, let me get to Luca though. Uh you said earlier, thirty two points per game. He's been a monster lately. Averaging a career high in assists. Uh this year, 9.1, 8.1 rebounds, and one steal per game. Uh, he's in great shape this year, and you yeah. can clearly see that. Um, and even the roster around him, you know, he's playing with Kyrie, obviously, but Kyrie's been obviously been hurt the last couple um, last couple uh, last games. Last couple games, yeah. yeah. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. having a great season. Grant Williams has been a great pickup, filling the role they need defensively, kind of uh, the instigator on defense, uh, hitting yeah. open threes when he needs to, and Derek Lively. But I still feel like, you know, not that many – players can really carry that roster to, you know, the four seed. Yeah. Uh, I think Luka's doing a great job with it, and he's just, I think, one of the best players in the world. Hey, I'm not really going to dive into number four real quick because of time reasons, but we have the same player, number four. Yeah. Number three, Nuggets. I got Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. The Joker! <laughs> <laughs> the reigning finals MVP, best player in the league, in my opinion, but he's still, he's still having top three. Triple-double machine, he already has, like, ten of the season. He's a super computer of a brain who just knows how to dominate a game night in, night out. Knows where his teammates are. He outsmarts his opponents. He's just a monster. He's first in win shares, offensive win shares, second in PER, first in box plus minus, first in rebounds, and third in assists per game. He is, uh, even when Jamal Murray was out for a while, he was still carrying them. And they lost a lot of the key bench players from last year, so they're not as deep this year. So to him, for him to still do that, he, he got to be an MVP conversation. I have him number three. I love that. Uh, for me, for my three is uh, SGA. It's my boy. Uh, obviously, I wanted to put him at one. Um, I feel like he has to prove a little bit more. Thunder have to get a little bit better before he can come to the number one conversation. Yeah. I would love for him to win it. Um, I'm not going to be that biased, though. So I have him as number three. Um, on this list, to so the top five, he is the lowest usage rate out of anyone. Uh, averages 31 points per game. Career high in assists, 6.4 this year. Uh, five and a half rebounds per game, and one thing I want to mention, as you just you know touched on earlier, is two point seven steals per game, his career high. Oh, yeah. 
Um, that's going to be most people's career high. Yeah. He is a monster defense, defensively. He's a pest defensively. Uh, he doesn't, you know, just sit back and relax. He's out there guarding the best player on other team. Yeah. Uh, as a duo in the league, shout out my man Isaiah Joe. SGA and Isaiah Joe have the highest plus minus as a duo in, uh, this year. Um, and on this MVP list, he has the highest net rating on this list besides uh, who I think our number one would be, and that's Joel Embiid. Yeah. And just as a Thunder as a whole, um, behind the Celtics and the 76ers, they have the highest net rating as a team. Mm, and that wow. start that starts with wow. SGA. Wow, that's amazing. I, did, I didn't even know about the duo thing with Isaiah Joe. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Hey, you learn something new every day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so to quickly begin to our top two, number two of Giannis. I already said 64 points, which was amazing. He... He has been a monster at both ends, as he always is. He's averaging career high in points, fourth in PER, third in usage rate. His advanced numbers might be down, but he's still having a great year defensively. And the Bucks are number two in the East. So Giannis just continues to pummel the league. He's the best paint finisher we've probably seen since, what, Shaq? Prime LeBron? Like, yeah, I got to give it to Giannis. Even though they're not as good defensively, they're still number two in the East. So Mm -hmm. imagine if they were good defensively. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know that's in a as we said earlier they the, they started they had a slow start and yeah. I feel like they're finally you know, starting to you know get to where the Bucks should be the Bucks and yeah. it's gonna take some time you bring in Damon Giannis they're like obviously they're gonna you know take some time to figure out how to play with each other even Giannis he had a couple games I think they were like under like twenty points in the beginning yeah. of the season yeah. and now he's averaging his career high in points so you can yeah. see how much he's turned it up he, and, yeah he's turned it up the last yeah. like month or so he's been he's been really good and once you know Dame can you know be dropping twenty five on you know, good yeah. field goal percentage. The Bucks are going to be a dangerous team. So we will have Giannis, number two. So for my number two, I have uh, the Joker. 17-9 uh, um, record, two seed in the West. Career high in points this year, 27.2. Uh, and then all, obviously almost triple-double. Uh, we know who he is. He is a two-time, you know, MVP, one-time champ, reigning champs. Um, and one thing I want to, you know, just for his case, uh, highest win percentage in the league, as you said. And... You know the players that they lost in the in the off season, and his running mate um, Jamal Murray has been hurt. And it's like you can watch a Nugget game and not even like notice that, just because of how well he just facilitates them. Um, he is just so smart. He knows how to work with any player in the league. Reggie Jackson, I think, in all of his starts, he's had at least twenty points per game. Um, and that's you know Reggie Jackson getting buckets, but it's Jokic playing with him and. They're yeah. feeding off Jokic, and I just think Jokic is just so good, and he's my number two. And number one, we both have the same guy, I guess. Joel. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Yes, sir. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Um, that MVP last year is on a fluke. Obviously, has not had that much playoff success so far in his career. Um, I feel like there was some talk. You know, maybe he would even ask out of Philadelphia. Uh, he did not. He did not you know, quote-unquote, run from the grind. Um, and, again, the 76ers started off amazing. He is putting up a career high in points and leading the league, as you said, three straight years now in points per game. Uh, 33.8 points per game this year, 11.5 rebounds, and also a career high in assists. You know, one thing in the Jokic and Bede combo before Jokic won his trip that you know, kind of solidified him as the better player is that Jokic is such a you know better facilitator, and as he is. But Embiid is, you know, he this is career high by two assists per game. Yeah. He's averaging 6.1 assists per game this year, and he's just he's gotten better at everything. Literally everything you can imagine, oh, Joel Embiid has gotten better at somehow. Yeah, I haven't been number one, too. It's like all that hardened job he had to deal with, he showed his leadership just through his play, man. And then you have the Sixers, the top four team in the East. 
Like no one, no, no one expected the Sixers to be this good at all. But we also, and also him uh, staying there, I know it had to do a lot with his leadership and just taking on the mantle and just be like, all right, forget this. I'm just gonna dominate and show everybody and, and go to work. Yeah, Maxi's jump too helped a lot too. So Maxi taking that next level has helped him want to stay there, and he's he's beloved in Philadelphia. So you have to do that and, and just like shout him out in general. I mean, he's yeah. he's been through a lot. You know, he missed the yeah. first two years of career with injuries. Dealt with the Ben Simmons drama, Markel Fultz. Like yeah. he had, he's had so much hope for him every season. And, you know, with whether injuries let him down, whether other players let him down, whether drama let him down, yeah. he's really just fought through it all. He's, you know, not really cried about it or anything, and he's just gone to work. And he's – I'm rooting for him. I really hope yeah. that, he, you know, Sixers can do some damage this year, and they have been so far. He's the fourth player to score 675-plus points through the first 20 games in the season. Other players, Harden in 18-19, <laughs> Iverson in 05-06, and Jordan 86-87 and 88-89. I looked at – I saw that on ESPN. I was like, wow. He's fifth in rebounds, 11.4 per game. Last time I did the stats on Thursday night. Eighth in blocks, 1.8. First in PER. Third in win shares. Second in box plus minus. And first is in just rate. He is just a beast on both ends. He's a monster. And we just want to give him his flowers. The media has not been talking about him enough. Remember they talked about the Sixers all. this year? They must talk about Maxi. And Embiid hasn't been getting that love. Everybody's like... Ever since Jokic won the championship, he's the best player in the league. I feel like Embiid's been overshadowed a little bit. So, 100%. Just, we just want to give him his love here on the DJ Sports Show here on WRCR, 1700 AM, the one and only. You feel me? So, yes, sir. We just want to give him his love. Embiid is our MVP at this point in the season, the quarter mark. And it's going to be a fun MVP race down the stretch. It so is. It's going to be great. And, and like as I said earlier, like I, I love these types of seasons where it's like you don't know who to give it to until you know yeah. it really gets to the end of the season. People are fighting. They're clawing for it. And, you know, they're just – I even I think it goes past five. Like it yeah. really does go past five. You know where people can, you know, fluctuate in, out. I I I'm so happy. Like it's such a great season so far, and I can't wait to you know keep yeah. up with it the rest of the year. Oh yeah, it's been man. This man, this has been a great pop. This has been a great radio show, man. Yeah, hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you for having me, DJ. Hey, hey, before we close out the show, because we have a few minutes. Hey, tell the people where they can find your work, man. Yeah, so uh, you can find us uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcast, I should say. Um, Spotify podcast. Uh, the, my podcast is called Shed Talk. I co-host it with uh, my good friend Derek Wishner. Uh, hopefully, he'll be on the show with us next time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically talk about basketball. We mainly focus on basketball. Um, try and do as many you know podcasts per week as possible. And yeah, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Shed Talk. Uh, it's a little uh, gray logo with a kind of a red shed. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's based off. I have a red shed in my backyard. Yeah, um, that's where we normally record. Hopefully, oh, we can no. get DJ on it one time. Hey, I'd love to come on, man. That, that'd be awesome. I'd love to come on. Um, so yeah, you can find us. Uh, you can find us there at Shed Talk. Hey, man, Brady, this has been fun. Yo, shout out to Nia. We go from Nia, man. Yeah. We go from Nia. And it's funny. I was going to mention earlier when you said Dante Exxon, one of the first conversations I remember having with you when you came to Nia, you were telling me about this guy from overseas and he's yeah. going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah. And it was Dante Exxon. He went to the Jazz and all of a sudden now, yeah. like you just mentioned him again, he's been out of the league for a couple of years. Yeah. Went to overspout back to overseas. He killed in Euro League. Yeah. And he still kept on the grind and came back. Yep. And then he dropped his career high for the Mavs. Because he dealt with injuries too. He tore his ACL like I did mm-hmm. right, in high school, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, so, yeah, he came back. I, I expect his hustle, and I'm glad he's he's he found a niche here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yep, he found a niche in Dallas, so mm-hmm. that's great. Hey, Brady, hey, this has been amazing. Yo, Derek, if you're listening, or if you do listen, you, we got to get you on the show, man. Uh, oh, I'd love to come on your guy's show, talk yeah, some hoops, man. We have to. We have to have get to. you on. ASAP. 
Yeah, man. And I know your I know your friends are listening, Brady. Right? Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out, two K. Shout, shout out, two K. Shout out, Ball Talk. Shout out, hey. Jay Smalls. It seems like two K was a little nervous to call him the show. They didn't want to be. They didn't want to mess up. I was no, like, hey, no. I, I said the number to call. They didn't want to call. Him. It's okay. <laughs> next, next time. Next time. Hey, next time, man. Hey, listen, gentlemen. It's your host DJ Hamilton and DJ Sports Show here on WRCR seventeen hundred AM Radio. It's been a blast here with my guy Brady DeStefanos, who I've known since the eighth grade. But um. You know, again, thank you, DJ. It's been a pleasure, and hopefully, we can get many more episodes. Definitely about this. Make sure you guys go check out his podcast, Shed Talk. It's on all podcast platforms from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Follow him on Twitter, and I'll see you guys next time. Next time I'll be on will be December thirtieth before New Year's Day. Hey, we're gonna talk about New Year's resolution and also some other sporting topics. It's your host, DJ Hamilton, DJ Sports Show here on WRCR seventeen hundred AM Radio. I'll see y'all next time. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Peace. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All these horses in my car got me going fast. I just wanna do the dash, put my pedal to the gas. Going so fast, hope I don't crash. One false move that could be my last. All these horses in my car got me going fast. I just wanna do the dash, put my pedal to the gas. Going so fast, hope I don't crash. One false move that could be my last.